Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the hour of truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. A very warm welcome to our regular listeners and those who are new to Aetherius Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio every third Tuesday, monthly at 1pm Eastern Time, 6pm UK Time and 10am Pacific Time. Aetherius Radio Live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. Please be prepared for another amazing show covering fascinating topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, Life on Other Planets, and much, much more. Today, on A Serious Radio Live, your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, will be talking on a subject we should all take to heart, manipulating karma. So, without further ado, I give you Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Hello, thank, thank you, you Nikki. Nikki. Hi, Chrissy. Uh, hello, Richard. Hi there, so hello this, to all the listeners. Hi. Absolutely, hello to our listeners. Um, in fact, I was surprised to hear how many listeners we have. We have thousands of listeners, apparently, which is really, really very welcome indeed. Um, Chrissy, yeah. we've been doing our series, haven't we, on King Yoga, some of the keys of King Yoga. And the first one we discussed was on your birthday. That was uh, in April, Solving the Spiritual Energy Crisis. And the second key, we, this is not in order of importance, but just as we've done them. The second key in July we covered was repaying our debt to Mother Earth. And then last month you were away and uh, we covered serving the world as a whole. And we focused on the Aetherius Society and uh, Jamie Bates, one of our newer staff members, was asking me a number of questions that new people have asked him and that uh, he feels people want to know uh, because the Aetherius Society really demonstrates and is all about serving the world as a whole. Service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. That's our motto, isn't it, Chrissy? Absolutely. And Richard, did you want to start by talking, explaining to people what the society is involved with right now? I did. I I did. It's very relevant for the topic, isn't it? It really is. So key four that we're discussing today is manipulating karma. And the most important aspect of karma uh, that we can manipulate is, is global karma. Of course, most people, when they talk about karma, they focus on their own personal karma. And we're going to be talking about that. It's very, very important to all of us. But even more important is group karma and global karma especially. And manipulating karma, not just for our own sake, but trying to change for the good the karma of the world as a whole. And Chrissy and I thought we'd practice what we preach, which is by focusing on a situation which is going on right now, this very minute, there's a devastating hurricane uh, in the Caribbean known as Hurricane Maria, and we've been doing some spiritual energy radiator runs to try to help with this situation, Uh, We've been doing them from America and New Zealand. And as we speak to you right this moment, one of our spiritual energy radiators is actually in action, on the air as we call it. And it's always a great thing, I think, Chrissy, and it's not what I think, it's a fact, I'm sure, uh, to um, supplement 
the help we're getting from the cosmic masters, because this too is a manipulation of karma, by making whatever effort we can all make. So I'm going to suggest to you, Chrissy, that uh, here on Ethereum Radio Live, while this is going on, we start by making an effort to help the people in this region and also to manipulate global karma as much as we can by sending some spiritual energy out for the devic stabilization and aid in that region. Oh, I think that's a great idea. So I would ask uh, listeners to please join with us in sending our love, uh, spiritual energy, to all those who are suffering so very much um, in this part of the world. And I think at the moment um, it's hitting the Caribbean islands. Uh, has caused quite a lot of devastation to one island there, Dominica. And, of course, it will travel, hopefully not, but it looks like it's going to through others as well and possibly hit the east coast of, of um, America, but we're not sure about that. So we can help to manipulate karma and uh, change even conditions like this for the better through our prayers and through our efforts in this way. So let us please prepare, shall we, to uh, send the love from our hearts to really give our support and healing to those who are suffering. Let us begin by closing our eyes, breathing deeply and evenly. Keep the feet flat on the floor if you're seated. Um, stand if you wish to. And just raise the hands with the palms facing outwards, about shoulder height, and relax into this posture, this prayer posture, breathing deeply, and just visualize this energy of love, this spiritual light to flow through you as you listen to the words and participate with this prayer. Almighty God, we offer our heartfelt prayer this day for all the victims of Hurricane Maria which is causing devastation in the Caribbean at this time. May thy wondrous power of great love flow through us, O God, to these ones now. May it flow to all who are injured, so that they may be healed and strengthened. May they be protected. May it flow to the rescue workers to give them the strength and protection they need in their vital work. O wondrous God, may we be instruments this day for thy great and loving power to flow forth to all these ones and to this area of our beloved Mother Earth for devic stabilization to bring harmony, balance, and stability. We thank thee, O God, for this opportunity to be of service. May thy will be done. And just finish the prayer by placing the right-hand palm once over the left in a swiping motion, the mudra of detachment um, as we continue with this radio show. And thank you so much, everybody, who participated in sending your love and helping to manipulate your karma for the better and also the karma of humanity with this one prayer. Yes, thank you all very much for joining in with that. And if you're listening later on to this podcast, of course, and there might be some other situation 
absolutely affecting the world at that moment in time and you can always uh, pause and, and send out some energy for that because it does make a massive difference. You know, we focused a lot uh, in, in our previous broadcast, especially on the spiritual energy crisis, on the energy output and the energy output, the spiritual energy output um, from the Ethereum Society, and I'm sure others, but especially from the Ethereum Society, I'm not sure others actually, but I, no doubt there's undoubtedly some who are praying and many who are uh, in different ways sending out spiritual power for the betterment of the world. But I don't think it can be, I don't know of a comparison with the, the tremendous output that's gone out uh, from the Ethereum Society in recent weeks. There's been so many situations uh, that we've been focused yeah. on but, I mean, before we leave, actually, Hurricane Maria, among all the bad news and the devastation, as you say, of Dominica and other islands uh, from Irma as well, um, you know, one thing that hasn't yet, anyway, but it may be announced, but hasn't been announced is too many deaths, thankfully, that I can see on the Internet anyway. Mm. And um, we'll have to see how that goes. I mean, I'm not saying there won't be, but uh, also... Um, it has been said that the Hurricane Maria, like Irma, well, actually not like Irma, but although Irma could have been far worse in, in America, but Hurricane yeah. Maria, they think, will um, pretty well dodge. Uh, this is USO to USA Today, just not very long ago. Uh, Florida. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens oh, there. Mm. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we keep working on but, it. We will, and you know, it's. it's I was, I was, we were talking earlier, Chrissy and I, and it's very much in this way, so people can understand this from, a, say, a karmic point of view, as opposed to an energy output point of view. In this way, it's quite similar to giving healing to an individual. There may, I'm sure, there are many listeners to this program who do one kind or another of healing. They may use our King technique, yeah. the, as devised by Dr. King, or they may be a Reiki healer, or they they may use some other healing method. There are so many, and Frankly, everyone who's giving healing by any method, uh, providing it's a sound method, is doing fantastic and wonderful work. And if you are such a person who gives healing, you may have noticed that sometimes you feel really on form and, and, and you can really feel the power flowing in a, an incredible stream to a particular patient. And that patient will tell you that they, yes, they feel a bit better, but it's not a massive, miraculous cure. And on another occasion, you might not feel so charged up, so effective, but the result is an apparent miracle. You know, we have had people, and I'm sure others have, who've literally thrown away their sticks and walked. And, uh, you know, this, yeah. this can happen. And it's not always when the energy output is at its height. And the point I'm making there is it's also down to the karma of the patient, of course. And likewise with global uh, disasters. I mean, I did a TV interview, Chrissy, not so long ago uh, with a, a very, quite a well-known psychic couple in the UK uh, who write books and so on. And they're very active in the healing front. And yet they had no concept at all of global healing. They didn't even believe it could work. Uh, and it was like an absolute revelation to them, and I'm not sure they were fully convinced that it could be used to help in a war or a disaster zone or something of that nature. But in fact, healing thousands, 
playing a part in healing thousands, of course, is even greater than individual healing. Both are essential. But the same pr principle applies. It's still affected by the karma of the people receiving it. And that's something which, you know, we can do a lot. We can help to change world karma. But in the end, the only people who can change their own karma are the people themselves. Yeah, that's a very good point, Richard. Um, there's so much happening in the world, as, as you said recently. Mm. And, and one thing I did want to ask you, Richard, um, mm. because we have been very worried about you at the European headquarters because of the recent bombing at Parsons Green Tube Station. And right. for the people that don't know, the listeners probably won't know, this is where the um, European headquarters is, basically. It's just a few minutes' walk yep. away. And I just yep. wanted to ask, um, is everybody okay? I mean, how, yes. how did that... Uh, um, you know, what was thank going God. On? Uh, none of our staff or members here were affected by it, although... It's an underground station that we all use, and you've used, Christy, I imagine hundreds of times, because it's, yes, as you rightly say, hundreds, just a yeah. few yards away from the European headquarters. And so our staff, many of them live in the area here. Uh, our voluntary staff will go to work on that tube. It was at a very busy time. I think it was 20 past eight or something in the morning. And uh, thankfully, nobody was actually there or on that particular train. Uh, that we know um, it's it's miraculous many or well, i don't perhaps i'm not using the right word but there but it was surprising and very fortunate mm. people are saying that it wasn't far far worse than it was and i would yes. just say there that while it happened uh there were spirit there was spiritual energy radiation going on from one of our ser's in the world um but there is a whole story because that this was the morning of the and very close to the time of the people might remember the Cassini um, satellite. That's the satellite which was launched to survey Saturn, and it was being exploded into the centre of Saturn by NASA and uh, and whoever's responsible. Um, it contained nuclear materials, it contained plut plutonium for sure, and this was a, a dastardly act really, although it wasn't considered to be such by uh, the people who arranged it, certainly the people who appeared to arrange it anyway, um, because who knows what's behind the scenes. And yeah. the Aetherius Society was engaged throughout the period of this descent of Cassini into Saturn because we revere Saturn, both the planet and the beings on it, with the highest possible esteem. I mean, the beings on Saturn are the most advanced beings in this solar system. And those who are familiar with the... Sorry, I repeat that. On any planet in this solar system, not including the sun, of course, itself... Um, and those who are familiar with the Nine Freedoms will know that Mars Sector 6 said that those on all the other planets would not disobey such beings as these by even a glance. This is the calibre of the intelligences there, and yet we were conducting this ignorant and worse than ignorant, disgraceful act. So the Aetherius Society had a series of uh, spiritual energy radiator runs involving all of our spiritual energy radiators. Now, just reeling back to your question, when this happened, they cordoned off 
the roads leading to the European mm-hmm. headquarters because this was an absolute danger area. We're very close to the, to the tube station. They didn't know what was going to happen or who was in the area or where these terrorists were. And so when some of us came to work at about 9 a.m., uh, we weren't allowed in. The only people in the right. building were, were someone who had sadly not been well the night before and actually had been in hospital the night before, uh, who was recovering, um, and one other who is a, can operate this spiritual energy radiator but can't start it uh, because we have certain rules about who can start and, and, and who, who's qualified, who knows the engineering sufficiently to do that. So we had no one in the building who could start the spiritual energy radiator at that, that moment in time, and it was due to start at 11.30. And in, strangely, of all the different uh, runs that were being arranged, in many ways the one in London was the most significant because it was timed for the actual descent. It's when the, 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 the satellite was going to explode into Saturn during that particular run, and we were virtually thereby prevented from going in now going in and starting this spirit energy radiator which according to our arrangement now the police they do a fantastic and a wonderful job and in nearly every case you know 999,000 you know out of a million or whatever it is they'd have been absolutely correct to stop all of us entering the building but on this particular occasion you know unbeknown to them of course it was vital that uh, one of us got into the building to start up. And, uh, in fact, um, cutting a long story short, I was able to convince a policeman, not on the grounds of Cassini, though, to to enter, because I'm one of the trustees here, and after 20 minutes he let me in, and a couple of other people got in. Actually, there was two people here, I should say, as well as the person who wasn't well and another. But after that, no one else could get in at all. We had two engineering officers on the property. Everyone else was barred completely from entering and couldn't enter um, until about 1.15. So just about when the spiritual energy energy radiator run was finishing. By the time it finished, people could enter. But during it, they couldn't. Um, so other engineering officers here were helpless. They, they, they just couldn't come into the building, all of which is completely understandable. Uh, we were told that at any moment we could be evacuated. So I was in touch also with the American headquarters um, where Brian Kniep was actually on the premises and we were in touch about that, not knowing exactly what would happen. And so it's, it's, it's extraordinary timing. It's almost as though yeah. some force didn't want us to do that particular run that was timed for this descent. Um, and I mean, yeah. go on. Sorry. No, I mean, it's, no, carry on, Richard. Continue. So, you know, we, it's as it happened, story. we weren't, yeah, it is a, it's, an, it's, a, it's an extraordinary story. We, we um, were able to do it. We didn't know whether we'd have to stop. We had to make a judgment as to whether to proceed with it or try and arrange something else. But we did proceed with it, and luckily uh, we weren't evacuated. Two of our people were told by police that we would be evacuated, uh, but we weren't. And so the run was done, and I think it possibly showed really just how significant 
from a karmic point of view. And these unusually because we've done a, so many runs recently, um, you know, for so many situations in the world, flooding in Texas, uh, Hurricane Irma, uh, Nigeria, a very unstable situation there, Myanmar, um, flooding in Nepal and India. The, the Korean Peninsula, all these runs we've been doing around the world over the last fortnight, um, this particular one was different in that it was a karmic run. It's not as though, A, our energy could go to Saturn, <laughs> and even if it did, they wouldn't need it. There's nothing that we could offer other than a karmic gesture, a karmic manipulation, as it were, on behalf of humanity uh, who were conducting this terrible descent. And it's as though everything lined up to stop it, but we did manage to do it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because Cassini, I think, went under the radar for most people, weren't really aware yeah. of what was going on. And yet, no. you know, as you say, it was the most ignorant thing possible. Uh, we believe, as listeners may know from previous shows, that the planets are very, very advanced intelligences, mm -hmm. living intelligences inhabited by advanced cosmic masters uh, but yeah. as Richard said Saturn is the most advanced uh, one in this solar system apart from the Sun of course in astrology uh, Saturn is known as the great teacher it's known yes. as the planet of karma if you like so it was the ultimate mm. uh, dark force uh, thing wasn't it for humanity as a whole because it it, was. you know we were responsible for it to to try and to do this and so this mm. is what we in the Ethereum Society do. We manipulate karma in the positive phase um, mm -hmm. to um, help with situations like the hurricanes and so forth, but also something like this was so, so very important. So it's so fascinating to hear, Richard, that exactly what happened, uh, because yeah. you can see, I mean, there's no such thing as coincidence, is there? I mean, it was no. too... No. Uh, you know, it's just an incredible result. That's an aspect of karma light, as well. of like one basically. Yes. We want the yes. forces of light won. And, you know, the yes. forces of light will always win. In but the end. But sometimes it, it, it's, a hard, it's difficult. Yes, it is difficult. And, you know, we couldn't obviously stop the descent. And here's my opinion, and this is only an opinion, that the people, you know, the NASA, the scientists, all of that, they had no idea. They, they, they didn't have a, you know, dark motive. They thought it was research. And it was research. Uh, they didn't factor in you know, the wrongness of the act, to a very holy place. I mean, an extremely holy planet. I mean, the, the runs themselves were dedicated in honor of the holy planet Saturn in appreciation of its continuing sacrifice for the solar system and in honor of the great lords who dwell there. And, and as well as mm. the runs, I should add, we did a, an Operation Prayer Power discharge a few days before. Um, and, of course, we don't know how or whether that will be used uh, in any particular manner by the cosmic masters that's for them but we do know of an occasion many years ago when we did a, a what we call a sacrifice to god discharge on, on july the 8th uh, we've talked many times about july the 8th our holiest day in our calendar uh, in honor of the planet earth of course in this case and this was supplemented by energy from satellite number three which is incredible that that happened, put to our karmic credit uh, because of our efforts. They, they, they deemed it 
feasible to do that and let's bear in mind Mars Sector 6 is a Lord of Karma himself and this energy though we were told later or, or, or I should say Dr. King was told was sent to the Sun directly to the Sun so that's you know you don't know we don't know how this was used and we don't know exactly the effect of what we did uh, but we weren't doing it for us we were doing it on behalf of humanity all we know is there was a serious attempt I mean the timing of it all the timing of that bomb and the fact that the only sort of block that was cordoned off that you couldn't walk into was the very block in which Ethereum's house is located. There were other cordons actually further down the road, but if you walked up from the tube, for example, if you actually I think that street also got blocked off, you just simply couldn't get in to to our to our door. And I say it's only because of some persuasion and convincing that, uh, or maybe something else that we don't know about that we were let in at all and uh, were able to do that particular very, very significant karmic run. And I think you demonstrated something important too, Richard, that uh, you didn't accept the defeat. You didn't accept that you couldn't get in. You were determined uh, that you would get in because you knew what was going on. And I think this is a yeah. very important lesson when we go through our, you know, the karmic difficulties, the negative phase of our own karmic patterns, is to, you can't accept defeat. You have to keep, you have to accept it, but at the same time, you accepted what was happening, but you were determined not to accept defeat. And I think that is a huge lesson for everybody, all of us, actually, mm. that approach. Yes. Yes, uh, I mean, you know, other runs that we've done, and I, they, they're not as significant in, a way, I mean, in certain ways, in a high elevated way as this one. But, you know, we, for example, the, the following day, we were doing some runs for Nigeria, and uh, where we have, as you know, Chrissy, I think we've probably got more branches and groups in Nigeria than any other country in the world. And they're wonderful people. I mean, we, we, were, off, we, we were actually had an appeal uh, for these particular runs from certain prominent Nigerian staff, not only in, in Nigeria, but also in the UK. And we responded quickly and we did these runs. They were told uh, maybe half an hour before we started and they immediately managed to assemble their local members. And this bears up what we, how we started this program with uh, prayers themselves. So they were going mm. into our various temples and buildings where we, where we meet around Nigeria, joining in, for example, in one group, uh, Wari group, it's known as, is an extremely active group uh, of the Ethereum Society. They had 14 people praying in there at very short notice. In another group, the Festac group, uh, they had 11 people praying, and many of the others too, branches and groups. They went along and they did it throughout the period of these runs, and I received a, a very appreciative response from our priest there, uh, organizer of our of our branch in Lagos and he said this you've once again graced our atmosphere with four hours of intensive spiritual energy released into Nigeria for peace protection and stability the peaceful atmosphere in Lagos was unique I must say with tolerable wind serene and peaceful the release commenced at 12 noon to 2 and 3 to 5 members cooperated as always at our temples at their various locations 
Information reaching us is that the United States of America has ordered the federal government of Nigeria to stop the carnage. The governors of the southeastern states have outlawed iPod, that must be a, a movement there, and have taken responsible action towards ending bloodshed. Restructuring Nigeria is becoming more popular than ever. May God bless each and every one of you who through your compassion has helped over 180 million people in Nigeria. Our love and thanks to our beloved master for his endless love, Reverend Jonathan Nicoll. And, you know, that kind of response from, from Jonathan and all of our people there, combined with these runs, is all part of the karmic manipulation, Chrissy. Yes, yes. Well, that's, that's wonderful, very wonderful mm. news about Nigeria. Yes. Um, Richard, I think it's time for us to have a break, but I'm just wondering, since we were talking a lot about uh, Cassini, and the wonderful uh, lords of Saturn, Mm -hmm. uh, whether I could just close this part of the show by reading a transmission uh, delivered from one of the lords of Saturn through our master. Um, This was uh, in 1956 this was delivered. Um, So just um, close the eyes, listeners, if you wish to, because it's such a very beautiful uh, transmission and gives you... I think some idea of the grace and the wonderful advancement of these people. O oh, beloved earth, raise up your minds to God this moment, and they shall be filled. O oh, beloved children, raise up your hearts to God this moment, and they shall be filled. Sit, O oh, dear ones, in silence. Open the gates, O oh, sweet ones, of your hearts. Open to your minds, and these shall be filled, for are these not the vessels of the Creator? I release the power now to those who hear, so that they may have greater spiritual fulfillment. I have spoken, and it must be so. And that was delivered by Lord of Saturn through our master, Dr. George King. I don't think we can add anything to that, those words, Chrissy, other than to pass over to Nikki for some announcements. Well, thank you very much, Richard and Chrissy. That was beautiful. You are listening to A Serious Radio Live with hosts Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze talking about manipulating karma. Currently, on the homepage of Richard's website is a blog called Karma is Pressure. Also right next to this blog is an article entitled Karma Yoga in Overdrive featured in the Mortal Life magazine. So please do visit richardlawrence.co.uk for some more very revealing information. There are quite a few events to announce which are as follows. Every Saturday and Sunday, you are welcome to join us in the live online 12 Blessings service. To find out more, please visit 12blessings.org. That's 12 in digits. In addition to the usual activities at the Michigan branch in Royal Oak, on Tuesday, October the 17th, Gary and Chrissy Blaze will be holding a King Yoga class on life after death that includes karma and reincarnation. So please visit AtheriusMI.org for more details. At the Temple in London, the events are 
Today, September 19th, Mark Bennett will be giving a talk on the higher self, your own personal superhero. Saturday, September 30th, sees a workshop on crystals, discover their true power with Alison Lawrence and Mervyn Smith. Tuesday, October the 17th, is a lecture, Working with the Gods from Space, with John Holder and Noemi Perkins. Please visit london-temple.org for more details. On Saturday, October 7th, there will be a pilgrimage to the Holy Mountain, Mount Baldy, in Southern California. For more details, please visit Aetherius.org. 12 Midnight GMT, October 9th, sees the last hour of the third spiritual push for 2017. Once again, you are warmly invited to attend London, Los Angeles and Michigan or any one of our centres where these special services will be held to mark this potent time when the giant spacecraft we know as the third satellite leaves orbit of Earth, having flooded our world with much-needed spiritual energy since September the 3rd. As always, our website, Aetherius.org, has more information and details of the various publications and audio titles available on CD or download. So, that's it for now, and I'm very pleased to return you to your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Very dynamic. Thanks, Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Nikki. Yes. <laughs> And oh, Richard, I was, just, those... I was just going to say yes, that I on, was um, listening to your, I think you call it a vlog, don't you, a vlog, a little video? Vlog, I believe, On your yes. website. Yes, I'm told, yes. And Nikki mentioned, I thought it was really, really good, and uh, highly encourage people to have a look at that, listen to that and look at it. Oh, thank you. But I, I, thank one you. thing uh, you talked about, which is such an essential uh, aspect of karma, of course, is that uh, something mm. people will recognize is that karma is pressure, and I, I wondered whether yes. you wanted to... Um, explain more about that yeah i'd love to and i think it's a wonderful place to start because there are, there are so many definitions of karma and karma is universal and it's a thing that's been understood by people who've never heard the word karma um it's just some of the definitions whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap that's from the bible many are familiar with that um some people in buddhism say for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction uh, in the Old Testament of the Bible, life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. That's a definition of karma and how it operates. It's not a, a way of treating people uh, so much. And, and there are all these different ways, even sort of colloquial sayings, like what goes around comes around. But all of those tell you how karma operates. They don't tell you why. The... Actual quote from uh, Dr. King, Karma is Pressure, was part of a, a dissertation he was giving around a campfire in, in uh, Arizona, actually, near Lake Powell. And um, the full uh, quote was this, according to one of the person, people who was there. Karma is pressure toward conformity. It is pressure directing you, the mind, and you, the soul, toward you, the spirit. So it's not only telling you the nature of karma, which is pressure, and it is a form of pressure. You know, a lot of people try to avoid all kinds of pressures, and there are many kinds of pressures we should try to avoid and detach from, but not karmic pressures, because those are there to help us. And that's a big difference. 
And he's there telling you, Dr. King, why it's, it's to, to direct us towards our spirit, not even our mind, but our spirit, not even our soul, but our, ultimately the spirit. And I think that's what makes it stand out. And although he didn't, I don't think, reveal us, and you can tell me if you've heard this before or not, Chrissy, but when he had a meeting on one occasion with the Lord Buddha, who is the Kamara of Shambhala, it used to be the Sanat Kamara, and he was replaced by the Lord Buddha. We have discussed this before. And uh, he actually was initiated by the Lord Buddha on Shambhala in 1978. The Lord Buddha said some things to him. And one of the things that he said to him, and Dr. King told me this, and I, he may well have told others, I'm not sure who else he told, but was that the three words that Dr. King spoke namely karma is pressure, were greater three words than he, the Lord Buddha, had spoken about karma when he was on earth. And that's quite an amazing statement because, yeah, the Lord Buddha, I mean, is one of the greatest teachers who's ever walked the earth and especially about karma and the nature of karma and the nature of existence. Um, and so that was a the Dr. King. I mean, he you know he's too humble, I think, to advertise this widely. But I don't intend to keep it secret now. Wow, that's a fantastic uh, story. There, I hadn't heard that. Funny enough, I was just looking through your a book, Richard, Little Book of Karma, and this is a great yes, little book. Yes, yes. Um, and I just looked, reading a, an aphorism by the Lord Buddha. Lord Buddha said that right thoughts and actions could change karmic curses into blessings. That's beautiful, um, isn't it? That's interesting. I was just looking at yes. that. And this, this is a fantastic book, I have to say. Um, I want to, uh, you can get it, I believe, on Amazon or at the Ethereum well, Society. I'm, I'm sorry to have to jump in there, Chrissy, and say that oh. this book has sold out at the moment. Oh, um, yeah, that's a shame. I love it. It is one of my best-selling because books, I mean, which question. is surprising. Mm. Yeah, you can ask a question. I, we do have some still at the uh, Michigan uh, And There branch. are some dotted around. Okay, good. Okay, good. But it's a precious little book, and it's a beautiful little gift. Um, I wish they'd republish it. Um, because yes. it's not only these wonderful aphorisms about karma, but one can just open it, as you say in the beginning, mm -hmm. and um, have it get some very helpful advice, rather like, sort of an I Ching type thing. Yeah, and where I it must opens. say, when I did that, I, got some, I answered a question I had. It's very good. Oh, really? Anyway, oh, that's great. my version, sorry. You know, thank you very much for that, Chrissy. Um, there is another book, though, that uh, we can talk about that's very much available, and that's Karma and Reincarnation by Dr. Oh. King. And that's uh, a far book. better book, I must say, and a fantastic book. And uh, did you want to lead us into that book? Yeah, this is um, a fantastic, it's a small book, but it contains such profound teachings on karma that I don't believe you could read tomes and tomes of, of books about karma. And I've read quite a few, and I know you have, Richard, but you wouldn't find the truth uh, in this book. You could search and search, but I mean, it's an amazing book, isn't it? It really is one of my yes. favorite books. So I, I'd like to if it's okay, I'd like to begin by going through some and reading some of the um, really extraordinary passages about the law of karma. And perhaps you could sure. kindly uh, comment on them, Richard. 
Yes, and you too. I mean, just one little thing. I was privileged to write the foreword to that book uh, in, in 1986. But, and I, you'll remember, because you were working here full-time as well, Chrissy, in 1986. And you may not remember yeah. this, but just before Dr. King arrived over here, we had no idea he was going to produce this particular book, which was in a, a, a large booklet at the time. And before he, he came over, I sort of wrote something for no particular reason and just had it there about karma and then when he arrived he wanted to do this book and uh, get it out in a, in a different form and he said I'm going to need a forward for it so I said well I've got something as it happens and I brought it up I just added a few lines to bring it in in line with you know what forward to this particular book and within an hour or less for half an hour or minutes really I, I brought it up and said well I've got this, and of course, big Dr. King. He didn't bat an eyelid. He didn't even show. <laughs> he didn't like sort of say, "Well, where did you get that from?" Or, you know, and, and there, it, sure enough, it went in. But that's by the by. So yes, please do read some extracts from this book. Yes, yeah, starting with the uh, the two phases of, of karma. Uh, this law, the law of karma, has mainly two phases. Dr. King says, "I believe that it is right to say it has three. Sorry, I've stopped that again. I'm sorry, I haven't read it very clearly. The law has mainly two phases. I believe that it is right to say it has three, but we will study the two main phases of karma, the great law, the all-pervasive, irrevocable law, which is God. Not that which is made by God, but that which is God. The two main phases may be referred to, for the want of better terminology, as the positive and negative phases. Yes, I think interestingly, Chrissy, tucked in the middle of that is a reference to a third phase. And yeah. nobody really knows about that phase or talks about it. Many have talked about the positive and negative phases in, the, in different ways. Um, he leaves that as a mystery. Uh, myself, and it's only an opinion, I would believe that to be the phase of, of taking karma which Dr. King himself would be very, very familiar with because every day of his life, every second of his life, he was taking karma because he didn't even have to be here. And he'd taken a body on himself as had other, other avatars. And some great masters from this earth too have taken karma for others. Uh, that could be the reference to the third phase. But for us, for ordinary mortals such as we, there are two phases, the positive and the negative. And I think, Chrissy, don't you, that very often people, when talking about karma, dwell on the negative only. Yes, yes, you know, definitely. Say, um, yeah. Well, that's their karma. I mean, it is in the popular uh, vernacular now, which is a good thing. People talk about it and they sort of understand it. What goes around mm. comes around, uh, mm. as you say, as in, in a negative way. But I find that, well, positive karma brings us the opportunities the spiritual opportunities to go exactly. forward. So, uh, so when a lot of people say you're going to get thing, and some you're karma... Right, and people don't really know about that phase. No, and they'll say instant karma's going to... you know, The John Lennon song, instant karma's going to get you. Of course, it's, it's, entirely, it's partly tongue-in-cheek. It's completely wrong. It's not instant anyway. And it's, it's not a negative thing. Um, there is a negative phase, though. But even the negative phase, uh, difficulties, tests various forms of suffering, various forms of limitation. Uh, we're talking about the situation right now in the Caribbean. I mean, dreadful things are happening, 
But even somehow in these testing times, there is a positive reason behind it, which is to uh, help us to learn, help us to evolve, help us to progress through thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions of years of evolution. And I know it doesn't feel like that sometimes, uh, but even that is a compassionate phase. But if we go with the positive phase, the one that we've been talking about so far, manipulating karma, manipulating our own karma, we can't manipulate anybody else, we shouldn't, and we certainly can't manipulate their karma unless we be a master. And then even then it's only temporary. Uh, sooner or later everybody has to balance their own karma. But if we take positive action through service, and service is the way, um, then in, 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 and especially, I mean, I, I've felt for many years, Chrissy, that the secret of all life, <laughs> or the secret of being successful in life, if you like, what success really means, is to put ourselves in the karmic position to do the maximum good for the world as a whole. And you know, a lot of people would say, well, yeah, obviously you want to put yourself in a position. I, say, I would say, no, put yourself in a karmic position. Because even if you get yourself into a position to do something, and I've seen this happen, if your karma isn't right for that, mm. you won't be able to sustain that position. We won't be able Very to sustain that position. I include myself. So we have to get our own karma right and the, uh, so that we can do good. And the way to do that is to manipulate our own karma. And Dr. King was very, very open about that by serving, but not just serving, serving in the most potent way we possibly can, which I do believe in this day and age is spiritual service. Absolutely. Um, I think that's a, such a liberating thought. And he continues, Dr. King continues uh, by saying, if there's one thing that a man can control, along with what you were saying, that is his karmic pattern. All of you have this strictly under your own control. Well, I find that liberating because I have come across a lot of people in the New Age movement who have a victim mentality. This has mm -hmm. happened to me in my life, and this keeps happening to me, and this mm -hmm. is my karma, and, this, and uh, it's so wrong um, when you understand the law of karma, um, we're not victims. Yeah. We're in control, and it's up to us. Yes. It's a whole different uh, mentality and a much more liberating one, a much more uh, inspiring one, I think, that one sentence. Absolutely. And there's this other wonderful quote from a being from Jupiter, Jupiter 9-2, who said this. He said, you've been told many times that you came not to be a slave of the basic karmic wheel, but to be master of its every revolution. Evolution is born from karmic revolution, if this be controlled by the higher aspect of each of you. Fantastic. And, and that, again, as you rightly say, is so liberating. Um, it's not like we're just sort of um, leaves on the stream to be blown around. And, and you do get this, and particularly where you have cultures, and you could say some of the ancient Greeks were prone to this, of, of, of believing in fate uh, or even destiny uh, as an unalterable force. Um, we, it isn't an unalterable force. We can start to change it. I mean, when the change comes, time is a, is a very strange thing. It can be almost instantaneous, or 
It may not even happen in this life. Uh, but we can really start to make massive changes and make them now. I mean, another thing Dr. King says is that we are um, manipulating karma for 24 hours of every day. Our every thought, even in our sleep, our every action yeah. is impacting on our karma. And I would say more importantly, the karma of the world as a whole to some degree. To some degree. Yeah, because we have individual karmic patterns, as you know, but also um, karmic patterns for groups of people, for families, and for countries mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. karma and the world, as Richard said. Um, so yeah. if we can change in the positive way, and we can, our own karmic pattern, we're also helping our family. Uh, we're helping the, you know, where we work, the people at work. We're helping the country, and we're helping the whole world to some degree. Absolutely. I'll never forget, there was um, the yogi Sri Aurobindo um, who stated that when he went up, uh, I believe it must have been the Himalayas, I suppose, to, for the first time to enter Samadhi, he had to get to a particular cave, he said. Uh, and he knew that he was going there to enter Samadhi for the first time. He said there were, there were forces... Uh, we'd call them interfering forces, literally hurling rocks at him to try to stop him reaching that cave. But, I mean, I, and, and it just goes to show, though, the reason I mention that is not just because of the, the interfering forces, although they do exist when it really matters, as we found out, I believe, with Cassini, but also it was known by those forces, which wouldn't be known or even probably believed by most people on Earth, that one person entering samadhi in a cave, because samadhi is so rarely attained, full samadhi, as described by Dr. King in the Nine Freedoms, is, must be so rarely attained on this physical plane, it would change not just Sri Aurobindo, it would change the karma of the world when that light was lit, or that flame was lit, through, through him entering that state. The consciousness would be so affected the mind belt, as it were, would be so affected, and even more important than mind, is karma, would be so greatly helped. It, it actually is a fact I was going to mention to you, Chrissy, that, of course, we're in a spiritual push at this time, as our regular listeners will know, and then all our actions in a spiritual push, we're told, or magnetization period, are potentized 3,000 times. And many people have said to me, well, hang on, you know, if I'm praying, does that mean that 3,000 times as much energy or prayer energy will go through me? To which the answer is no. No, it doesn't necessarily mean that at all. Matter of fact, for some people, if suddenly 3,000 times the amount went through them, it would destabilize them. They simply wouldn't be able to channel it. Um, but what it must mean is that the karma of that action is 3,000 times as potent for the whole and for that individual in manipulating karma as well. Yes, so true. So during this time, really encourage listeners to step up their prayers and their spiritual Mm. practices uh, Mm. because you'll be 3,000 times more karmically effective uh, when you do that. I mean, I want to add, of course, that more energy will go through you don't get yes. me wrong here, and I think anyone who's joined in a, a first or last hour, particularly a first hour of a spiritual push service, there's a moment where you can absolutely feel it being sort of turned on like mm-hmm. a tap. 
the whole atmosphere changes completely when the satellite enters orbit and it's very tangible and, and, and physic, almost physical. Um, so no, more energy and also, Dr. King has said, the quality of your energy can be greatly enhanced during a spiritual push. So yes, the energy will be changed, but even above the energy output, which is one of the themes of today's broadcast, is the karmic effect of what you do, and that is going to be 3,000 times as great. Yes, absolutely. Should I continue, Richard, by reading do. Uh, next Please extract do. From, from this wonderful mm. book, uh, Karma mm. and Reincarnation? Yes. Uh, this is on positive karma. The other phase of karma is what we may call the positive phase. Man also mm. strictly controls the pattern of this. Some of the greatest teachings ever given to us were virtually given through the Assyria Society, and I refer to the nine freedoms delivered by Mars Sector 6. The summing up of karma in these great orations is better and more easily understandable than any work written before in history. I think it's worth drawing attention to that because we actually have a set of teachings and on our two, as it were, sort of major sets of teachings that we use are the 12 blessings and the nine freedoms. There are many others. I say our two, I mean the words of Saturn and you read one of them. Very, very rare to actually receive a teaching transmission from Saturn. There are hardly any. There's that one and there's one called the One Energy uh, and some individual statements that have been made. They are extremely simply put but very challenging and demanding. It's a strange, that's how I would summarize them, and one could talk at length. But the nine freedoms, though, we know for a fact were delivered by a Lord of Karma. Actually, when Dr. King wrote this book, he didn't know that. Parsecs uh, hadn't actually become a Lord of Karma. And so what it means is, or at least it hadn't been revealed to us, it must have been known um, by the powers that be, that every line in there is, is, is virtually a karmic decree. And it's yeah. um, very simply written, but again, very, or, or delivered, I should say, but it's also very, very deep. And, um, I, 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 and I think, yeah, that's, that's like your karmic Bible, really, the nine freedoms. Yeah. As you say, uh, Mars Sector 6 is called the Lord of Karma, and I just wanted to... Mm. I I know you remember this uh, statement from our master, and I'm going to paraphrase it here. The fastest velocity is a point of consciousness under karmic direction. So I suppose if we were to yes. follow exactly the, the edicts given by Mar the karmic lord, Mars Sector 6, uh, bravery, love, service, enlightenment, uh, leading us to cosmic consciousness, etc., to ascension, uh, then we would be virtually under this karmic direction and speeding yeah. through evolution. Indeed, and the more we cooperate, I would say, with the Ethereum Society, and the more uh, we put ourselves in a position to work on the mission aspect, and that includes Operation Prayer Power, of course, if we can do that, then we are um, directly cooperating at times with karmic agents. I mean, the Saturn mission is just one, uh, where... All those who help, and I don't just mean by that people, team members in the field, um, staff members around the world are all on duty throughout that mission. That's a part of the karmic uh, directive, as it were, because it was accepted and laid down by Dr. King uh, as part of the modus operandi, part of something that he expected for, for the karma of the mission. 
Um, he had a brilliant way one could talk at length because he has stated that everything he did was essentially a karmic move. To understand the moves he yeah. made, karma was his thing, I think he said, and he was a karmic master, and he was making karmic moves all the time. And the mission that he invented, or one of the missions he invented, the greatest one that he invented, is Operation Sunbeam. And in that mission too, he was told that even if someone else had invented it, it still wouldn't have worked. And that's because he put together... He was told that by the Master Ethereus, his own master. It, it, it's because he put together the karmic framework and manipulated the karma uh, to bring it into being and to have individuals perform it and put it all together in such a way that it would work. And I also know for a fact, because he told me, that he took karma upon himself as well through ill health uh, to enable it to go into the future. Yes, one thing that really stood out to me when I first read this book was that uh, when he, where our master said uh, there is a, a vein of compa compassion within the law of karma which allows it to be manipulated. It's such a fascinating mm. thought that. And our mm. master, as you say, he spent his life manipulating karma in its positive phase. Now, Richard, there's some, yes. um, there is a long uh, um, extract I was going to read about some of the effects. We won't have but, time, will um, we? We're running a little bit short of time, but perhaps I could um, look, read some of these bullet points about yes. um, the posit positive aspects of karma, yes. uh, which I think might be helpful to listeners. Yes. Uh, one of them, if a person shows great service to others in this life, the next life will give him an even better position to be of even greater service will enable him to teach more people the higher truths. Um, if a student is a good one in this life and learns a great deal in the right manner, he is a teacher in the next. If a person puts upon himself limitation in this life for a spiritual purpose, it's an interesting one, he will have freedom of movement in the next. If a person in this life has to suffer the materialistic poverty of the world and does so in the right manner, being detached from it, he will have great abundance in the next. If a person in this life having abundance detaches himself from it and seeks the higher truths, even though he may be frustrated in this life, his frustration will end in the next and gradually the higher truths will be known to him. Such a positive list that, Chrissy, and we've now run out of time. I do recommend all listeners to study this karma and reincarnation and I think there's also a CD and download on Karma Reincarnation by Dr. King, which we could strongly recommend. And it just remains to say that our next program next month is Becoming a Spiritual Fighter. So thank you very much uh, again, Chrissy. And we'll have to hand over, I think, unless you have anything else to add, to Nikki. Thank you so much, Richard. Um, no, I don't think I've got anything to add, so um, let's... Uh Thank you so much to the listeners for tuning in again this month and um, have a wonderful time manipulating your karma. Well, thank you so very much, Richard and Chrissy, for once again sharing your deep insights and liberating revelations. You have been listening to A Serious Radio Live which is your cosmic connection the third Tuesday of each month. As mentioned earlier, the next show will be on October the 17th, when Richard and Chrissy will be talking about 
Becoming a Spiritual Fighter. For more information on the uh, publications and CDs and the fascinating facts mentioned in the show, or to connect with the Ethereum Society, please visit ethereus.org. You can connect with Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence by visiting their respective websites, chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening, and we do look forward to uh, that you'll join us again next month. So in the meantime, take care.